1: Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Hey, Brendo Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Mad Chat. That's right, it's the debate show here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson.
2: Where are we uh, in a very mellow manner? Where's the set tackle? Where are these phony cigarettes you we were talking about last week? I don't see it anywhere. I'm Very
1: excited about our new set, Larson. Where is it? It's uh, on its way. I just got my new chair today. Um, we've but the metal liar,
2: the Matt Chat chair. You're a liar. You got a desk chair, not chairs for the
1: set. Well, that's true. But look, Amazon.com, vintage seventies chairs.
2: Go to the marketplace. Let's do Bargains. I don't see any chairs. That's not a chair.
1: What is that chair? That Anyways. looks like
2: some sort of ejector
1: seat. I don't want a wheelchair. That'd be kind of cool, though. Anyways, uh, yeah, this is Matt chat. This is the show where we debate topics brought to us by our $20 and up per month patrons at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. You, too, can uh, submit a video question. Uh, apologies to those. I submitted the Matt chat question out on our patron, Patreon page uh, to all patrons. And uh, I think a couple submitted them. Yeah, at least two. Without being on the $20 and up mark, uh, we appreciate your enthusiasm. Apologize for wasting your time uh, and appreciate your support at whatever level you might be contributing to the Going In Raw podcast.
2: Yeah, sorry for the confusion. Um, yeah. My bad. My yeah, bad. Yeah. I, ch-
1: I chalk this one up to me. Yeah. In the words of our truth my bad. People make mistakes, Steve. Yeah, it's okay. Anyway. Moving on, we have some amazing video, video questions, of today. Amazing questions today. Some fantastic questions. I can't get right into it. I mean, I can't wait to get right into it, so let's not wait to get right into it. First up, we've got from our good friend AO Worm. Let's see what he has to say.
3: AO Friendos, what's going on? It's your boy AO Worm here back with another Matt Chat debate. So, my debate topic is which brand will have the most to gain and least to lose? from the outcome from Survivor Series. So basically, which brand needs to win in order to progress storyline, Raw or SmackDown? Steve, I want you to defend why Raw needs to win, and Larson, I want you to defend why SmackDown needs to win. All right, guys, and go.
2: Thank you, A.O. Worm. Mm. Great question. I like this question a lot. I'm excited to argue my point, but you go first. Raw needs to win. It Raw has to win. Boy. It's the, A, it's the flagship show.
1: It has to win. B, Kurt Angle's job is going to be on the line. Raw has to win at Survivor Series. Otherwise, Kurt Angle will be fired. We'll never see him again. The count out that we have tomorrow, which involves Kurt Angle dream feuds, uh, will be all for nothing. We'll have shot that for absolutely nothing. We'll look like idiots. Kurt Angle will
2: we'll probably look like idiots regardless. Th-
1: here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Raw's going to win. Uh, The SmackDown women's team might win, but Raw's going to win the the Survivor Series men's matchup um, because there's no way they're going to have Kurt Angle lose his job over this. They've already telegraphed the end. Um, On top of that, Raw really does have, I'll be honest, kayfabe-wise, Kurt Angle deserves to get fired if he loses. this. He has Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman. Those three men alone should be able to take on any five people that SmackDown's able to conjure, those three people alone, kayfabe should be able to take on any five people in the entire WWE or pro wrestling universe, bar none. I mean, that, that's how strong the lineup is: Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, and then you toss in uh, who else? We said is probably going to be oh, Finn, Finn Balor. Come on, Finn Balor doesn't even need to be the demon to, to win this. And then uh, like a Bray Wyatt, maybe. Uh, but I don't know if they're gonna. Bray right it's not really booked very strong. Uh, I don't know. They can toss anybody else in there. Yeah, Raw needs to win this because they are the dominant brand. They do brag the Universal Champion Brock Lesnar, and uh, yeah, of course it's Kurt Angle. Kurt has got. Oh, and they have Kurt Angle. That's right.
2: Yeah, Kurt Angle's fifth. Yeah, Kurt Angle's well, he's first because he's captain.
1: Um, any team, but any that that Central Three, any team that has Braun. and on top of that, because this is a once. This is a once-a-year thing. SmackDown it has been established as the heels, and because it's something that only happens once every year, the heels have to lose. So the faces are going to go over. There's like a million reasons that I just listed that Raw needs to win this thing. Raw's totally going to win this thing.
2: Go ahead. Uh, here's why SmackDown needs to win. Uh, 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 and the one-on-one matches, Raw's going to win a majority of them because, uh, by and large, Raw's champions are stronger than SmackDown's champions right now. Yeah, is the stronger roster. Um. So, uh, at best, I feel like Raw might win two of the one-on-one matches. I think there's five of
1: them. Okay, the one-on-one matches are Brock Lesnar versus Ginger, Brock's going to win that. Yes. Um, Miz versus uh, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin is actually booked stronger than the Miz. I
2: think Baron Corbin is going to win that.
1: In a one-on-one fight. That's you think that? Okay, yeah. interesting. Uh,
2: Alexa Bliss versus Natalia. Alexa's winning that one.
1: Natalya, you don't think Natalia's booked stronger? Yeah, you're right about that. Alexa wins clean. And yeah. She's a heel. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Um. That's
2: it. So that's just the only. Three oh, and ones. then a uh,
1: tag match: Usos versus uh <laughs> Steph and Dean are not losing that.
2: Okay. So Rosny won three of the four. I can
1: see the, the only one that I can turn. I'm. 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 I'm fascinated by you saying that Baron's going to go
2: over the Miz.
1: He needs it much more than The Miz. Miz can eat losses all day yeah, yeah. long. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm
2: going to save the rationale for that for our predictions video. Oh, okay. I don't want to like spoil that. anything right now. Like I know that. we're I still like three that. weeks out, but, like but I'm going to save it for that. No, it's good. I like the have the rationale. Natalia likes the twist.
1: I think Natalia likes oh. bliss to the toss-up. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Aaron.
2: Nonetheless, um, uh, because of that, because the perception exists both within and outside of the WWE that SmackDown is the B show, uh, the best way to bring SmackDown to any semblance of equal footing, is to have them get the win here. Um, They did it last year. They needed it last year, especially right after the brand split. They needed to, uh, 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 the best they could, quell the idea that SmackDown was the B show, so they had SmackDown go over in the the men's 5-5 elimination match. Nonetheless, Raw's roster across the board, top to bottom is stronger than SmackDown's. Raw's going to take most of the one-on-one matches, I feel like. Um, So I feel like SmackDown needs to win it here. Um, the wild card, though, is is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. There's a good chance that uh, they will end up costing SmackDown the match. And if they really see, so here's the thing: you, you're setting up SmackDown as the heels going into this. When Raw invades SmackDown, they're gonna go in with with that same level of brutality in SmackDown's house. Raw is gonna be the heels. Um, if you if the go home is Raw going to SmackDown and cleaning house, plus the specter of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn turning on the entire SmackDown brand, that's going to make SmackDown the more sympathetic, potentially more sympathetic brand this whole deal going into the actual show. So I don't think the whole SmackDown is heel brand is necessarily really worth mentioning. Um, In the end, though, if they want to uh, have parity amongst the brands, it makes sense, especially if Raw's going to win the majority of the one-on-one matches, to at least give SmackDown this W. Okay, number
1: one point. What makes you think... At all, in any sense, that Vince cares about parity between Raw and SmackDown. He should. He doesn't, though. He doesn't. SmackDown is basically a dumping ground for people he doesn't want.
2: That's not exactly true, because during the last Superstar Shake-Up, who won that? SmackDown, easily. They got a huge influx of talent, whereas yeah. it was weird that we thought that, but so many other people didn't. Yeah, I don't get that at all. That was weird. Anytime you get, Kevin Owens goes to your show, it feels like you win. Whatever. <laughs> you know? That's exactly right. Um, I just don't feel like... I don't feel like
1: Vince really cares about parity. So the only parody that really matters is bringing SmackDown's ratings up to Raw's level. And I don't think the outcome of Survivor Series is really going to matter that much. It kind of matters more on who's over there on SmackDown drawing eyes. And we both know, you know, Cena can move the needle. Brock can probably move the needle. Good storylines can move the needle. I mean, the Under Siege thing in general moved the needle a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, so there's that. I'm not even sure when you mentioned the, the SmackDown uh, being the heel until Raw invades them, and so it doesn't really matter. I'm not sure that Raw is going to invade SmackDown in the same manner. And on top of that, even if they did, I feel like people would... In order for that to come off like Raw is the heel on SmackDown's territory, they have to invade in the same manner, catch SmackDown off guard, and I, don't, I think that because SmackDown fired or shot the first, uh, you know, fired, fired the first salvo first shot, or yeah. whatever you want to call it, yeah. um, I think that established them as the heel in this dynamic. You already said, I totally forgot about this, but SmackDown won last year, right? Why would they win two years in a row? Another point in my favor. They need to. Um, but, okay, when you say they need to, in what manner?
2: I said because so. I'm pretty sure they won last year to, to, to as I said, Quell the concept or the idea that SmackDown was the B show, and it didn't work. So, what
1: would be the point of
2: that as necessity this year? Well, I mean, if it didn't just because it didn't work last year, it mean it can't work this <laughs> year. If on, they lose, keep for darn sure, yeah. they're seen well, as the B yeah, show. Yeah. Um,
1: okay, so that that's kind of that's kind of a point that you could make, and you didn't. Is that SmackDown's roster compared to Raw is so weak they should be seen as it's I
2: actually did make that point. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Again, I was not was I thought they were going to be seen as underdogs anyways because Raw's roster across the board is struggling.
1: SmackDown. Kind of interesting that they didn't take the opposite tact and have Raw just go over there and decimate SmackDown off the bat yeah. and, uh, and not do vice versa. Um, because then you'd really have SmackDown as a sort of underdog in yeah. Survivor Series. If SmackDown were to win, they would have to be seen as the scrappy underdog face. But they're not at this point because Raw is totally going to win. I still think that it's all storyline because Kurt Angle has to keep his job. I don't think there's a way they can write themselves out. Well, I mean, uh, too ridiculous.
2: Stephanie said that he'd be fired. I mean, the impression I got was as general manager. Oh, you they think sure. they should just keep him on as a wrestler?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Um so, uh, so yeah. I, I don't think, I, I think that we're going to see Raw. I don't think Raw is going to invade SmackDown in the same manner as SmackDown invaded Raw. I think the go-home show before Survivor Series, we're definitely going to see that. Um, but it's going to be because SmackDown is so... And this whole Daniel Bryan thing is kind of interesting, too. I wonder where the whole Daniel Bryan... Or maybe they just got rid of him last night to get rid of him as sort of... Could be. The point the, Maybe the, we're
2: going to have a GM for reason. Daniel Bryan to Raw. There you go. Kurt Angle to SmackDown.
1: That'd be fun. That'd be cool. Uh, next up, we have the Glorious S-Ball. Let's see what he has to say.
3: Hello, friendos. It's me, Smith the one and only Glorious S-Ball all the way from the good old UK. My question this week on my chat is quite simple, really. Can you foresee a SmackDown whitewash? So, basically, SmackDown win every single match against Raw at Survivor Series, even... Somehow, a controversial win of good old Jinder Mahal against the Brock Lesnar in the main events. What do you think, friendos? Let me know. Have a nice day.
2: Thank you. Thank you, glorious S-ball. Go ahead. Another Survivor Series question. Good question. Um, and he asked, of course, can SmackDown win every match of Survivor Series? No. Okay. No, because it's a near certainty that uh, Jinder Mahal is not going to beat Brock Lesnar. There's always a chance. However minuscule that it could happen, but it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. The The combination of that happening, uh, the Usos beating the Shield, and uh, the combination of those two things happening is so minuscule that it's basically inconceivable to think that SmackDown could sweep the entire cart. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention, I think Alexa Bliss is going to go over to Natalya.
3: Mm-hmm. I'll
2: give Baron Corbin, as I already mentioned, the advantage going into his match against the Miz right now. I could change my mind mm-hmm. in three weeks' time. Yeah. But no, it's not going to happen. SmackDown is probably going to take the loss. And the majority of these matches, they're probably going to lose the men's match, too, despite what I said previously. Conceivably, I think, I think SmackDown is going to lose a lot of these matches,
3: <laughs> um,
2: if I'm being honest <laughs> here. Yeah. Uh, and if Oscar's in the, the women's match, they're going to lose that one, too. <laughs>
3: That's a good point. In
2: fact, I think there's a much higher possibility that SmackDown loses them all than them winning them all. It's vastly higher. (laughs) Try your best.
1: (laughs) I mean, if they get rid of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, (laughs) of course you're not going to have a chance. Um, Can SmackDown win every match in Survivor Series? That is what I've been tasked with arguing. Yes, and I'll tell you why. Because meningitis runs wild on the Raw Locker Room, brother. And if meningitis completely decimates the entire Raw Locker Room, they will have no choice but to have SmackDown go over, and that is the only way Raw isn't going to completely dominate at Survivor Series. Although there is a little part of me that's holding on to hope that they might find a way to sneak Jinder a win, I still say Survivor Series is not canon for Brock Lesnar. Oh, it is. And I want to see them. Hey, how about it's this? Not a house show, Steve. Dude, what about this? What if SmackDown loses everything? Except gender goes that'd be over. Funny. Wouldn't that be the best thing ever? Isn't yeah. that the best possible outcome? Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> because then he walks in there and he lines up everybody on the stage and says, I'm going to say this in my language, Punjabi. You're all suck. You're all, you're all terrible. You're all suck. I don't think that's Punjabi. That's just bad English. All right, anyways, so yeah, uh, good, good, good points to everybody. Uh, next <laughs> up from our good friend o Vincent Palmieri. Let's take a look.
3: Alright friendos, today your video debate topic from me is going to be... Uh, should wrestlers perform and work excuse me, exclusively on the independent scene, or should they work in WWE? Which do you think is more profitable, more viable, better for their success in general, indies, or the WWE? And indies includes New Japan, I guess... I wouldn't really lump it in with the Indies. So, you know what? Scratch that. No New Japan. So, working Ring of Honor, PWG, FSW here in Las Vegas, Big Valley Wrestling in California, all that stuff, or working in the WWE.
1: Thank you, Vincent. Thank you, Vincent. All right, well, I'll take this one. And I'm going to say, you know what? wrestlers should definitely stay with the indies if, if you had a career choice if you said hey 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 who would you rather be baron corbin or joey ryan joey ryan recently on twitter was in a back and forth conversation with some mark about uh you know somebody questioning hey why you know Joey Ryan essentially saying, I don't really want to go to the WWE. And he listed off a number of reasons, and the mark didn't understand. Didn't seem like the guy had actually ever watched the Joey Ryan match. Um, But uh, I look at guys like Joey Ryan. I look at guys like uh, the Young Bucks. And I look at, I mean, honestly, you know, Matt Riddle, Jeff Cobb, Brian Cage, uh, Keith Lee, all these guys. And granted, a lot of these guys will end up going to the WWE and hopefully exploding, and it'd be great. However, I am a man who likes freedom. At no point in my uh, vocational life have I ever had a job that I've loved as much as the one I have right now, because who's my boss? Me. We're each other's bosses. I'm my boss. We're our own bosses. We don't have anybody above us I an telling idea. us what to do. How about we make Sasha boss? Well, she
2: is the boss. She right? is the boss already. She's demon boss. Can we so. do
1: skits where we talk to our boss?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's the new boss right there. That's the oh, okay. new boss. That's our boss. That's our boss. <laughs> Who wouldn't want a job
1: where Sasha Banks, the demon, is our boss? Um, working for yourself is a joy because there's nobody saying, hey, guess what? I'm going to bury you. There's nobody saying that. You, you are, as they like to say, as I've heard this many times before, you're taking a bet on yourself. You have nobody to blame and nobody to praise but yourself when you succeed or fail and you and and that trust that you have in yourself is a beautiful beautiful thing. You can absolutely if you have any lick of entrepreneurial skills make a good living on the independent circuit. Sometimes you can make a better living on the indie circuit than you can in the WWE. And uh, there's, you know, if you look at the turnaround rate in the WWE, the, the 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 percentage of success in the WWE, the odds are not huge in your favor. I'm not saying they're incredibly in your favor on the indie scene, but with the independent scene thriving these days, and I'm, you know, we're finding we can take out New Japan, we can take out Ring of Honor, with the independent scene thriving these days, you can do really really well for yourself. You can establish your own brand. Get on Pro Wrestling Tees. fill tons of merch. You can take weekends off. It's probably not a good idea because yes, a lot of those shows are horrible But you ideas. can take time off if you want to. The Young Bucks are always emphasizing being there for their families when they need to be, when they want to be, on their own time when they want to. I say go to the Indies. Stay there. Enjoy your life because you only get one of them. And then you're just worm food, man. You're just dead in the dirt or cremated and burned to death. Go ahead. Some good points there, Steve. Thank you.
2: But uh, uh, I would argue it seems like a vast majority of wrestlers these days, um, when they were kids watching wrestling, they weren't watching PWG DVDs. They were probably watching (laughs) WWE or WCW. That's a good point. Um, So uh, despite the reality that a lot of independent wrestlers can make a very good living working strictly on the indies Mm -hmm. or, you know, occasionally in Ring of Honor in New Japan, I think I would imagine, and granted, I'm not a wrestler, so I can't say this with any degree mm. of certainty, but I can imagine that the idea of, of achieving a level of success on your own, taking that brand that you built and going to WWE and seeing if you could, uh, if that translates to the largest possible uh, stage, I think that would be, have to be really enticing mm-hmm. to know, okay, I, uh, for example, the Young Bucks. Let's take them as an example. I know they've had some problems with WWE of late, but I know they've had tryouts for WWE at... at at various points in their careers. So they've considered the, the the idea of signing with them or the possibility of signing with them. Um, say in in a year and a half when their contract's up with Ring of Honor. Um uh, WWE says, here, we'll sign you for three years for downside of seven hundred and fifty thousand um, yeah, dollars. you have to work two hundred and fifty days a year, you're gonna miss all your kids' birthdays and most of the holidays. But for those two years we will make this at a minimum plus certain percentage of Merch, uh, you get additional for various, you know, being on pay-per-views, yada, yada, yada. Um, knowing that they have the possibility of getting the WrestleMania moment. Um, uh, performing in front of audiences larger, maybe not the Young Bucks, they've been in Tokyo Dome before, but even WrestleMania audiences larger than what the Tokyo, the Tokyo Dome draws typically. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, this, the, the idea of potentially performing on the largest stage possible to wrestlers, period, that has to be enticing. And, if I, and I know the Young Bucks have Merchant Hot Topic, and it's selling like hotcakes, and they're not hurting for money by any degree. But just taking that step, uh, 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 potentially uh, bringing your brand to a larger audience, get, uh, bringing more exposure to your brand thanks to that larger audience, that larger platform, that's got to be enticing. Um, that's why AJ Styles went to WWE. He'd been everywhere already. He'd won belts everywhere else around the world. And I'm guessing he just said, this is the last challenge I have. I'm going to do it. Makes total sense. Ricochet. He wants to go to WWE. He's made that clear. He said he had one thing he wanted to do before he signed with WWE, and he wanted to be uh, the New Japan Junior Heavyweight Champion, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Didn't get a chance to do it, but it seems like, from every indication, there's a good chance he's going to sign with WWE, probably because he's been in the Indies for probably about 10 years, 10 Mm -hmm. 12 years. He's done a lot. He's won a lot of titles. He's probably made a decent living for himself. time to go to the largest stage possible and prove that he can do it again. Yep. And I think that's, that's the appeal of signing with WB. And I think, yeah, the, the, the work schedule is brutal. Um, and, yeah, you might not be utilized to your fullest. But just the opportunity of, of bringing your skills to that large of a platform has to be really enticing. And I can completely understand why people still, even now, if you're hearing all these stories, people being signed from the Indies, brought in from NXT, they go up to Maine, their creative stinks. Nonetheless, I can see how people wanted to give it a try.
1: There's something to be said about the challenge of adding creatively to something that has such a large legacy. I think about uh, uh, an endeavor that I used to want to to pursue comic books back in the day. I self-published a couple comics and my dream was always to be completely independent the way we are completely independent doing this which is always my dream as well for us my dream back then was always to be completely independent but the idea of the possibility of adding to the batman lexicon the superman lexicon the x-men it's lexicon enticing. is absolutely something that you know transcends the small thing that you're doing into the greater pop culture of you know mm-hmm. our society mm-hmm. And I would think, I would think more than the money, you know, there's, there's, there's the idea of, of having a challenge, not just to, to bring that creativity to, like, like you said, the largest platform, but also, I wonder if some people consider the Vince dilemma a challenge as well. Could be. You know, because here's the thing, they have to understand that it isn't always... The talent that will get you over. And in fact, in many creative endeavors, it's your ability to politic, your ability yes. to, to network. Yeah, network yes. is a huge one. And so it's not always the best people that go over. And the WWE is especially interesting because it's all one 74 year old man waking up and just deciding how he wants things to go, seemingly often on a whim. And so it seems like an impossible but very, very enticing challenge to take on. Can I succeed in this in this uh, uh, industry or in this company that is run seemingly on a whim? But here's the thing,
2: though, it's by this man. We, asked, uh, we talked to AJ about a year ago. He called WWE the best promotion he ever worked for. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Carl Anderson has said, you know, in interviews, nothing but praise for WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. You know, it, it, it seems like they, from what we heard. Granted, that's only two examples. You know, Neville seemed miserable. Osseira, <laughs> yeah. seemed miserable. Yeah. Um, but uh, just seems like some people. It, 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 I think a lot of it too just depends on goals and and yeah, what sure. you want to do. And well, you know. that's look. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, we can argue these, two, but they're very. They're you know,
1: they're, like a, there's a whole level of gray in you know yes. in between. And obviously, like what you talked about was was absolutely correct. You know, the, the the seemingly one of the, the best, most fulfilling, and rewarding ways to go and ensuring that you have a good case for yourself in the WWE is to go the AJ Styles route or the Finn Balor route, route or the Ricochet route that we're about to see. Establish yourself and what we say, your brand, your name on the indie scene, blow up so that you can't blow up anymore without going to the WWE, um and then go there, and you're instantly an AJ Styles. Of course of course, is going to say that because they they treat him, and as always, treated him like a major star. He leapt straight from where he was to the main roster, which is basically unheard of yeah, it I mean, there are some days. exceptions, but, you know, they're not in the realm of AJ Styles. I mean, like Mike Kanellis didn't go through NXT, yeah. but that's basically because Maria was there, and they had something very specific for him, and look at him now. That wasn't based on, like, his actual talent. No. And so um so that's ideally the way to go but you know in the case of Joey Ryan who has established such um, a great reputation for himself not just for his you know professionalism for his wrestling but with a gimmick that probably would not work no, in it NXT wouldn't. or it WWE. Wouldn't. And,
2: and you know so I, I don't know if the the huge stage and the bright lights of WWE might appeal to some people It might not appeal to other people Yeah. you know yeah and that's not for a lack of ambition Yeah. Joey Ryan seems like a really ambitious guy yeah well yeah. um but you know, ambition can be directed in various avenues. Mm-hmm. And it's all what
1: you want in your life. You yeah, know? exactly.
2: If you, if you value, you know, making your own schedule and taking time off when you want to take time off, mm-hmm. I, that, I completely understand the appeal of that. That's yeah. one reason why I like my job.
1: Yep, absolutely. It's
2: awesome. It's good.
1: Uh, anyways, all really good questions. Uh, next up from Jugger Let's see what he has to say.
3: Hey, friendos. Happy Halloween. So, yeah, Hall of Fame 2018.
2: Now... I think it's a given who the possible headliners are for this one. On the one hand, you got the dead man, the undertaker. And on the other hand, you have the rock, Rocky Maivia, the most electrifying man in all of sports entertainment. So
3: in your opinion, who deserves to headline it even more? Thanks, Rendos. See ya.
2: Thank you, Juggernuts. Thank you, Juggernuts. Who do you think is gonna?
3: Who do
1: you think should? Oh, I have to line. go first. Yeah, you're gonna go first on this. Immediately, take
2: one. a sip of tea and consider this for a second. Now nice and say... It's gonna be the Rock. Oh, the okay. Rock. Wow. Not, not what I was gonna say. It's gonna be the Rock. Uh, after his last match at WrestleMania 28, mm-hmm. um, where he injured himself, Hollywood is really frowned upon. Dwayne Johnson yeah. wrestling in the future. Yeah. He's so. His days of in-ring action, while not officially done, I would think in a major capacity are probably done. He might do one-off things like he did at WrestleMania 32 Mm -hmm. where he destroyed Eric Rowan in eight seconds. Buried the Wyatt family. Pretty much. Not a proper match. Just a little bit of in-ring work, done. Chance of injury, low. Mm -hmm. Um, And even if he is inducted into the Hall of Fame, if he wants to pursue another match, Kurt Kurt Angle's in the Hall of Fame he's going to wrestle for another few years. Yeah, true. It's not without precedent. Mm -hmm. Nonetheless, uh, The Rock will headline this class. Um, He is arguably the top star of the Attitude Era, Um, probably more so than any wrestler in history. He has transcended wrestling, became a huge uh, multimedia uh, 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 juggernaut, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I think it was last year, he was the highest grossing actor in the entire world.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. $65 million.
2: Something like that. Yeah. A lot of money. He's got his own uh, YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. He's got a a, a sprawling and continually growing entertainment uh, empire.
1: (laughs) He's got his own YouTube channel? He does.
2: So do I. So do we. (laughs) We're peers. Yeah, we are. Yeah,
1: we're peers. Exactly. (laughs) Um, uh,
2: the, The imprint The Rock has made on popular culture cannot be denied. He might run for president. Um,
1: Yeah, he said that
2: again. So we got about two years before WWE um, will need to induct him. There's eight years where he's out of the
3: equation. So it
2: needs to happen. It's going to happen this year in New Orleans. 2018 headliner will be Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Boy, you know, that's probably your best argument for that
1: happening. Because they need to have it happen before ASAP, he, before runs, before for he runs Yeah, because Otherwise, it's going to be an eight-year delay. Oh, man. Good point. Um, I'm going to say this. Uh, I don't know if he will headline it. I think, I'll be honest, I think we're going to, f- I think we might find out a little bit about this coming up at the 25th Anniversary Show because we might get an indication as to whether or not The Undertaker is really done or not. I, w- I-, I-, I hope he is. I hope he is. And I hope the next time we see him after the 25th anniversary show is the Hall of Fame. Look, if you ask me, hey, who actually belongs there more? Who belongs there more? It's The Undertaker, easily. I don't even think there's a question. The Rock was there. The Rock was huge. He's absolutely huge. You know, $65 million actor. He's massive. But how long, really,
2: was he active... In the WWE. Oh, from about 96 to 2003, full-time, right? Yeah. but Seven years.
1: Seven years as compared to the 53 quality years that The Undertaker gave us from the year 1908 to the year 2013. That's a lot of years right there for The Undertaker to be active. And so The Undertaker, his legacy, legacy is so ingrained in the WWE that he's the one who belongs there as the headliner. This year, he laid down his hat. I was there. I saw him lay down his trench coat and then descend into the stage ramp thing. It's
2: a metaphor, Steve.
1: Yeah, it's a metaphor for a bad hip. Um, He should be done. He should absolutely be done. And as soon as it's confirmed The Undertaker's done, that 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 means he needs to be going to the Hall of Fame. The Rock was done full time a very long time ago. Rock was done part time a very long time ago. When's the last when the last time he was like even like a part timer like on a yearly schedule? Oh, it's been a while. mid aught Yeah, he's been done for a very long time. The sooner you get inducted after your last match, the more of a first ballot you could be considered. The higher quality
2: Hall of Famer
1: you can be considered. So
2: is Edge like the ultimate first ballot? Pretty much, yeah. By he's that logic, because like, yeah, he went in the year after he had to retire. He's like zero ballot. There's like it's just complete. He was unanimous across. He's the board. all ballot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, it's got to be interesting. But the thing is, you look at you look at all these guys. Let me ask you something. Is Daniel Bryan? Going to go into the WWE Hall of Fame in the next 18 months or five years from now? Because I feel like he's not going to go in while he's wrestling on the indie circuit, which is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I think he'd probably say, no, I don't want to do
2: this. I would imagine that if he accepted induction to the Hall of Fame, it would be him admitting that his wrestling career is over, and I don't think he wants to do that. If he has designs of wrestling in the indies, I think he will do that first, and then... He will have his homecoming with WWE afterwards.
1: Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. But anyways, if if you're asking who should who should headline, it's the Undertaker. But they never do this by who should. They do it on what is best for business for the WWE. Um The Rock also you got the Rock, you got the Undertaker. Who else sort of needs I mean, Kane's probably gonna end up going in. Yeah, he'll go is with it. Is Kane me. a headliner? By so many, by so many definitions, he should be. I know he
2: should be, but he kind of feels like you know, like in baseball, in their Hall of Fame, there's kind of there's the the people that were twenty time All Stars mm-hmm. who set records and won batting titles and home run titles multiple times. Yeah, the no doubters that you just even to see like a snapshot of their career, you're like that guy's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and you have players who get in based on longevity because. They were really good for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 They might not have ever won an MVP, mm-hmm. uh, might have been to a handful of All-Star mm-hmm. games because they played for 20 years and played at a pretty high level for those mm-hmm. 20 years. If you play for 20 years, you average 150 hits a year, that's 3,000 hits. If you get 3,000 hits in baseball, you're a Hall of Famer. Sure. Um, Kane feels like that.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. Someone who
2: just for 20 years has been really good. Yeah. But if you take a five-year period of his career, there's nothing on in those five years that really jumps out at you, you okay, know?
1: so who, let me ask them. I'm trying to figure this out. Undertaker rock. I'd say Goldberg's the headliner.
2: Yeah, he will be.
1: Um, Who else is a headliner? Because I feel like Kane could be a headliner. Lesnar if you've done. Okay, yeah, Lesnar. But he's not going to be done for a while. I feel like Kane could be a headliner. I'll put it this way. If Undertaker decides to wrestle the next two WrestleManias, okay, which is a big if, and Kane decided to call it a day tomorrow. Mm Mm-hmm. And The Rock didn't want to do it this year. Kane can be a headliner? Batista. Oh, yeah, Batista too. Batista might be in there. Triple H too. Yeah, but Triple H will do it. Here's the thing. Triple H will do it. Well, he'll be like, hey, who do we got this year? Because I think the next five years, we're going to have a lot of people going in. Or we're going to have plenty of people who could be headliners. Kane's a headliner on a year that there's nobody really else. Yeah. That's obvious. Maybe after Undertaker, maybe after uh, Batista, after Rock, uh, and then it'll be Kane. Um, I'm sure there are other names out there that I'm missing, but and then on a year it's like oh, we got nobody. All right, I'll do it. it, it it's going to be Triple H going to be deciding because there's nobody else. And it's yeah. going to be you know it's best for business. Yeah. So um. Oh
2: Jericho too.
1: Oh Jericho, yeah, yeah. But I wonder, I wonder if Jericho thinks it because he seems to be having so much fun. I about, know. You know. All right, moving on. Moving, moving on. a great question. Uh, Martin Garcia, let's see what he has to say. My question
3: for the debate is that concerns about wrestlemania with for the wwe title and the united states title so we all want shinsuke versus aj at wrestlemania but we also have this story of kevin and sammy being best friends and well here's your debate so so my first is wwe title shinsuke versus aj For the WWE title. Um, Sammy versus Kevin for the United States title. Would you want, like, the big hype dream match? Well, not. Yeah. Big hype dream match. And, uh. For the WWE title. And the other is. Or you can have Sammy versus Kevin for the WWE title. And you have. Shinsuke versus AJ for the United States title. What would you rather have? And honestly, and here's something for the WWE for the Sammy and Kevin for the WWE title. I could see Sam, I could see Kevin winning the title at Royal Rumble, and like having a celebration with Sammy, but Sammy does what Kevin did at NXT Takeover a couple years ago and turns on them and fights for the title. Yeah, we're going to have Roman and Brock, but uh, but we still have great matches coming. But what would you want out of all those two situations? Thank you, friendos. Have a great day.
1: Thank you, Martin Garcia. Thank you, Martin. All right, so he's basically saying uh, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the U.S. title, or... KO versus Sammy for the U.S. title. Or you get, you get or either, either
2: one of these matches for the WWE title, the other for the U.S., but you can't, really you can't have both matches for the, for the WWE title. So, uh, which one do we prefer?
1: I'll go first. It's uh, AJ Styles versus Nakamura for the WWE title, and here's why. Because Sammy versus KO, honestly, I would say this. I would actually say this. I would want AJ versus Nakamura for the WWE title. They feel like more of a headline act for multiple reasons. They brought Shinsuke in after his tremendous run in NXT. Uh, You know, he was a headliner in uh, New Japan. They brought him over. He's like a huge star. Granted, he hasn't been booked terribly well, but, uh, you know, that's on creative. Um, That's an iconic rematch from Wrestle Kingdom that should be happening for the biggest title in the WWE that isn't Brock Lesnar's title. Um, Sami Zayn vs. KO is a, uh, a storyline that has had already so many layers, layer upon layer upon layer. I actually don't want this for a title at all. I don't think it needs to maybe down the line in a couple of years. It can be for like the universal title or it can be for the WWE title. But that is a storyline at this coming WrestleMania if they decide to go that route, and I honestly think they're still going to be tagging at this point, or they're still going to be a team at this uh, at this point, because I think they're going to get a lot of mileage out of this Sammy uh, Ko sort of union. But when they do fight, that I want it doesn't need to be for a title. I know we've seen a title list before, but that's going to be something that has so many layers, so many depth, so much depth, so much emotion to it that fighting over a title, you don't really need to do that. AJ versus Nakamura, those are the big boys. Those guys are the top stars. AJ's already been a former world champion, so why would he be fighting for the U.S. championship? No way. Those guys need to be fighting for the WWE title. It just fits. It just makes total sense. It's like saying CM Punk is cooler than Edge. Go ahead.
2: Um, Well, I agree that uh, we do need AJ versus Nakamura on a huge stage. Did you know you two tweeted today?
3: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, look at that. Bang.
1: Ooh. $200,000. Well,
2: yeah, fork it over.
1: Yeah. Oh, crap, that was me.
2: Um, They had a great match at Wrestle Kingdom 10. Mm-hmm. How many WWE fans are aware of that, or aware of their history in New Japan? Granted, WWE can allude to it, can reference it, but they can't really go in-depth, not to the degree that uh, may be required um, to get the full idea of their backstory.
1: Okay, let me cut you off really quick. Let me ask you something. What? Uh, Tomorrow on Countdown, we we're going talk about Kurt Angle. Yeah. Right? And we posed the question, How many people in any given WWE arena has seen Kurt Angle versus Samoa Joe in TNA? Yeah. Do you think more people have seen AJ versus Nakamura?
2: I think less. You think less? Yeah.
1: Interesting. Okay, continue. Um,
2: Also, uh, I will take nothing away from Nakamura for being a stellar in-ring performer. However... Um, we have not seen a lot of his stellar in-ring work in WWE thus far, Mm -hmm. whether that he's been hampered by the WWE style. um, He's just getting used to acclimating what he used to do in New Japan to WWE television. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but there's been three matches I can think of, four, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: um, that I would call great. Uh, His match against Sammy. uh, One of his matches against Joe. Mm -hmm. Actually, his match against Bobby Roode, the first one, was really good Mm -hmm. from a storytelling standpoint. And then his match against Cena on SmackDown was pretty good. Um, uh, whereas we know Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn can deliver yeah. in a WWE ring. We've seen it several times in NXT on the main roster. It seems like it, 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 once every two months, someone at Creative goes, All right, it's time for an Owens and Zayn mask. We know they deliver. Um, and I think it's because of that immense backstory that uh, a, the culmination of, of at least this phase of their feud. Needs to happen on a huge stage like WrestleMania. And to provide, and I think uh, Martin mentioned this in his question, um, to provide uh, some symmetry, it should happen for a title, preferably the world title, WWE title. Um, Their story began in NXT over a belt. Have it end, at least this cycle, this act, over a belt as well. Provides symmetry to their storyline. I think it'd be a nice cap to this particular phase of their feud. So, yeah, WWE title at WrestleMania. Give me KO and Sami Zayn. I can never get enough of those two guys wrestling. Yeah, no, I'll agree with you on that one. Uh,
1: Next up, Carlos Hackworth. Let's see what Carlos has to say.
3: Hey, what's going on, friendos? Uh, I'm going to keep it uh, quick and to the point. Um, Do you think it's better for WWE to just fire the talent, or would it be better for them to just move them to SmackDown? Yeah. SmackDown could use a few more people uh, to build up their mid-card and move some of the other guys up to the uh, upper mid-card. So uh, I just want to get your thoughts. Thanks, friendos. Thank,
1: Thank you, Carlos. That's heavy. Wow. This is either dump me, and Carlos, SmackDown is the dumping ground for the people they don't want. Wow. Confirmed here on uh, Going In Wrong. Do I
2: go first? Uh, yeah, you go first. I go first. No, release them. Yeah. And here's why. Uh, SmackDown is a shorter show. Um, there's already not enough time for everybody on SmackDown. Um, and uh, not that I want to see wrestlers lose their jobs, because I don't, but I want also want wrestlers to have opportunities to succeed. And if you're on a show and you're not getting any time uh, or opportunity, uh, it, it, I, it, I would li- prefer to see them get opportunity elsewhere, um, go the independent route, build the brand, make a name for yourself, be your own boss. Uh, I would vastly prefer that than them going to SmackDown not being used. Also, if you're just dumping talent you don't have time for on Raw or use for on Raw, it, it perpetuates the idea that SmackDown is the B show. I don't like that idea. Both shows should be on equal footing, um, so don't do that. Just let them go. Let them pursue opportunities elsewhere. In three to five years, if they've built the brand up enough, maybe they can come back. You know what you should do? You should start
1: or You should start like your own YouTube channel, like a Larson channel, and it's just you talking to the camera
2: talking about building brands. You like when I talk about building brain? I do.
1: Yeah. Sure. Should I be a, a, a
2: motivational speaker? You probably should. Yeah, it'd be great. Because you're very
1: sincere and earnest when you do it. Uh, no, man, it's to go to SmackDown. Here's my reasoning. Because if somebody's with the WWE, that, th- there's a reason why. I mean, usually if you're with the WWE, you want to be with the WWE. Otherwise, you're going to ask for your release. So I would say send them to SmackDown. You still get to be in the company. You get a fresh start. You get a fresh start in the WWE on a brand new brand. We've seen the brand. We've seen brand switches completely rejuvenate careers. We saw as soon as Kevin Owens came over to the SmackDown, he was already the money over there on Raw. He became more money
2: here on SmackDown.
1: You saw mm, somebody go, from, and then and they're great.
2: Well here's the thing, though, you, mentioned, all the you time. mentioned Kevin Owens who he was already money on Raw came over to yeah. Smackdown with more money. More money. But what if it's someone like uh uh Summer Rae who's been out for a while with mm-hmm. injury, yeah. and then she goes over to SmackDown, she she doesn't have the benefit that Kevin Owens had on Raw where he was money yeah. because she's been gone for Almost a year. Yeah. And then she goes on SmackDown, and yeah, she has a clean slate, but she's oh. pretty much starting from the, you know, from the bottom. She nah. has to kind of reintroduce herself to the fans. Hey, it's even doubly so for uh, the women wrestlers. I know. It's tough for the women it's,
1: wrestlers. It's tough for the women tough women you pretty much have to go to Japan. I'm guaranteeing none of the women wrestlers going to want to be released versus going to SmackDown. I'm, they'd love to go to SmackDown. Are you kidding me? mm no At good.
2: least the SmackDowns division does do a good job of. of they keep, every single week is another five-pack challenge. Utilizing every down. member of that division. Yeah, exactly. So All right. Perfect. So for the women, uh, yeah, SmackDown's SmackDown. probably preferable. Yeah.
1: I mean, uh, I th- here's the thing. I think I, Carlos seemed in his, in his question, he seemed to be framing it
2: along the lines of, if you're the
1: WWE, yeah, what do you do? Release them or send them to SmackDown? And, I mean, I guess the answer is, well, if there's a position for them in SmackDown where we think we can really use them, send them to SmackDown. Otherwise, don't send them to SmackDown so they cannot be on TV. Yeah, that was kind of my general point. Yeah. In your point is correct. Yeah. So we're both right. Uh, next up from Bobby Mincy.
3: Hey there, friendos. Bobby Mincy here, or soon to be known as Kings Kingsley once I get 2K set at 18. But irregardless, Steve, I know that you watched TNA. I don't know how far back you watched. And, Larson, I know you dislike it. TNA had a idea
2: of option C, where the X-Division holder could turn in the title for a chance to wrestle the World Heavyweight
3: Champion at that time. I wonder how well WWE could implement that. So, Steve, I want you to debate on how they could bring that in with the NXT title or even the uh, 205
2: Live title and trade it in for either the Universal title championship or the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And, Larson, I want you to obviously debate on how that is a terrible idea. Too sweet, guys. Have a good one.
1: Thank you, Bobby Mince. Thank you, Bobby Mince. I love the idea of the option C. I think it's fantastic. I think it'd be great. Um, And, yeah, they could totally... I, I, I like it for the NXT title simply because... It is the title that kind of most resembles the X uh, division title, where Austin, where Austin Aries uh, did that in the first. I know place. this is
3: the
2: curtain belt just because of the giant X on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm very simple in that manner. I'm all visual. Um, mm. Yeah, no, I think because here's the thing: NXT is, is developmental. We saw Kevin Owens um, show how this could be very effective when he made his debut on the main roster as NXT champion, answering John Cena's open challenge for the United States challenge, or for the United States title, rather, we saw how this can be a very effective way of going about things. It would serve two purposes. Number one, it would immediately immediately elevate whoever NXT's champion is to kind of a pseudo money-in-the-bank type situation because you know that this guy, okay, now that he won the title, he can show up on the main roster at any time, I'm surprised they actually don't do that more, to be honest with you, Um, because I thought it worked really, really well for Kevin Owens. Um, And so it would create that amount of intrigue, having the NXT champion be able to pop up on it. It would create an added layer of okay, well we don't just have to wait for WrestleMania. We don't have to wait till after SummerSlam for these call ups for the superstar shake ups for drafts or whatever. There's always the possibility of the NXT champion and, you know, even extended to the NXT tag champion. What if then you have somebody like um so you had Bobby Roode before, right, as champion and he went in there and he said this is my NXT and uh I'm gonna I'm gonna transform this place into a place for corporations, So he wouldn't necessarily be the kind of guy who would then move up to the main roster and try to cash in because he's trying to do something very specific for NXT at the time. Drew McIntyre, on the other hand, is the guy who wants a fight. He wants a challenge. So he's the type of guy who could take that NXT title, go up to main roster, and cash in on somebody. Um, so I think it's a great idea. I think it could totally work. I think there's any number of ways uh, that it can work. We've already seen it to a degree with Kevin Owens. I thought it was fantastic. Um, so I know you're typing a lot right now, uh, and I am done now.
2: Okay, no. Vince is never going to rip off an idea from Impact, so it's not going to happen. Um, First and foremost. He
1: has, like, all their good wrestlers. Of yeah, course he but is. But he's not going
2: to rip off concepts from them. Well, he's, he's already
1: taken all their big guys.
2: That's different. That's talent. He's not going to take ideas, though. The same concept. No, it's not. Okay, continue. So he's not going to do that. He's not going to take a, a an idea that was created in, in Impact and utilize it in his own promotion just because he doesn't want to admit, admit, impact add had any good ideas. AJ Styles is a damn good idea, and he used that idea. AJ Styles Samoa Joe is, is a, a fantastic idea. wrestler. Samoa Joe was a great Samoa idea. Samoa Joe was, is a fantastic wrestler. Bobby Roode is a great idea. Bobby Roode, as we know him, or as we loved him, <laughs> was a complete creation of NXT.
1: <laughs> okay. Good
2: um, also, no, they're not going to do it, because in their eyes, I think they would think it would undermine the importance of the Money in the Bank briefcase, because it would it would fill uh, a similar role. Mm-hmm. And Money in the Bank is so ingrained in WWE right now, it's arguably the fifth most important pay-per-view of the year. You know, you could make the case that it's third or fourth most important, because it, it can, it has yeah. the possibility... That briefcase that completely changed the landscape of the company, as we saw when Seth Rollins cashed in. And uh, I don't see them wanting to change that dynamic at all. Um, Also, you mentioned Kevin Owens, how he showed up on Main. It's great. It was great. He didn't need that belt to cash in on something to make that impact. NXT superstars should just be able to do that regardless of their belt means anything beyond being the champion of that promotion. If they just want to show up and make an impact, do it. What are they going to cash in, though? They, they need, don't need to cash in anything. They need
1: some collateral. That's the whole idea of option C.
2: I understand that. I'm saying they don't, but I'm saying your point about them needing collateral—they don't need collateral. Kevin Ellis didn't have collateral. He just wanted to make an impact. I didn't say they needed
1: collateral. I just think that, like, if they said she that was, was
2: your collateral, collateral, no. Well, I said that in response to you. Uh, no, mine is, is a great idea. No, and also I, I, I worry that if, if the NXT title is just viewed as a title that can be used to cash in on something else, it can lessen the importance of NXT as a brand because people get that title cash in and get out of there immediately and not worry about building NXT as its own brand. It cheapens the brand.
1: Hold on a second, though. Let's keep it
2: real. Though. You're cheapening the entire brand for an occasional cool move. I don't think you... And imagine if an NXT champion cashed it in against somebody and lost. He's going to look like a chump. The <laughs> brand's going to look like a chump.
1: Yes, but do you see there's all sorts of possibilities here. You know it's a cool idea. I'm not that into it. I keep really? Pay. No. Really? For no. real? Not for the NXT title, though. No. Oh, I love it. I think it's great. Because what if there's somebody like Kevin who's just like super ambitious, does not care about anything except for his own ascent. That's an interesting character. And instead of
2: have him attack John Cena, have him attack the, the, the world champion.
1: Yeah. But he has the NXT title. No, don't That's like great. Don't amazing? like
2: it. It's fantastic. Don't like it.
1: Uh, Michael Barry has a question. Oh, he has a conundrum in front of him. Ooh, uh-oh. Oh, uh-oh. See what he, he has <laughs> to say. <laughs> yeah.
3: What's going on, friend? let for the debate. I have a real-life question that I need answered. I'm based in San Antonio, and on the 17th of November, both NXT and Ring of Honor are having house shows here in San Antonio. The NXT show is going to have the NXT Championship match with HBK, a special guest referee, but the Ring of Honor show has Kenny Omega committed to sign up. So, which show
1: should I buy tickets to and go to? Ooh, that's
2: a tough one. That's a tough one. I don't think it's that tough at all.
3: Oh, man. I'm well, going to go what first. What do
1: you
2: say? Go to Ring of Honor. Wrong. How many times do you get to see Kenny Omega wrestle here in the States? Not very many. I've seen him twice. I've seen him twice. Two consecutive days?
1: No, I saw him at PWG. full oh, oh, that's
2: So, we've seen him three times. Yeah. Um, that's in L.A. He's not in L.A. He's in San Antonio. How many times, even with that, like, if, if, you're, if you say to yourself, I, I want to go see Finn Balor wrestle, if you're willing to travel, you can see him, you know, five days a week. Yeah, if you're willing to travel, you can see Kenny Omega. Yeah, he's going to Japan, though. <laughs> <laughs> My point is, Kenny Omega doesn't wrestle in the States as often as anybody in NXT. Um, I understand Shawn Michaels is a guest referee. He's from the San Antonio area. Uh, a lot of times when WWE is in Texas, uh, HBK will make an appearance. It's not that rare. You have other opportunities to see uh, um, Sean Michaels on a more consistent basis, as opposed to seeing Kenny Omega wrestle live. That's generally my point. That is, I'm writing this down.
1: That is blatantly false. How often do you get to see Sean Michaels live? Never, ever. He shows, ever. Up, he shows
2: up two or three times a year.
1: Oh my, as
2: HBKFC,
1: maybe? No, no you're insane. There are far more opportunities to see Kenny Omega. He's all over Ring of Honor these days. He was on the how Global often, here's, here's Wars here's thing.
2: Really, here's the huge question. They always like, have the cheesiest names. Here's the, the, the huge thing. Uh, also, how often does Ring of Honor come to Texas? I don't know. They never come to California. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think they come to Vegas a couple times a year for pay-per-views. Yeah. But I don't know how often they go to Texas. So if, if Ring of Honor it goes to Texas once a year, and this is mm-hmm. the one time you get to see Kenny Omega, you Listen. go see Kenny Omega. Listen. Listen. NXT tours regularly. We'll come back to San Antonio within the next calendar year. Michael, go to NXT. No. Go to NXT. Here's another reason I'll go to NXT because that championship match is going to have a dusty finish. Undisputed areas are going to come and interfere. No one's going to win or, or Drew's going to win by DQ. It's going to be cool seeing HPK. Yes. The novelty is cool, but he's not going to wrestle. He's not, probably not even going to super kick anybody. He's going to be a ref. Give the Kenny Omega in action.
1: Oh, He's going to super kick somebody. You know that's a fact. He is not stepping foot in the ring unless he's HBKFC. He's not stepping foot in that ring if he's not going to get the super kicked. It's more likely Adam Cole super kicks him. No, HBK is going to super kick the living crap out of Adam Cole, baby, when he tries to interfere. Michael Barry, you have to go to NXT. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, it'll it's be good. Be so much fun. Trust me, here's my main point about Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega absolutely will be the focal point of New Japan's expansion into the United States, which is going to primarily happen on the West Coast. So yes, you're going to have to travel from San Antonio or from uh, Texas to the West Coast to go see Kenny Omega. He will be here plenty. They will probably have some shows on the East Coast, but they'll probably stick to the West Coast. He will be around plenty. The Young Bucks literally tour all over the place. Well, so you I can travel, travel. and we can go see Wherever. Kenny Omega. In three weeks' time. No, man, I'm telling you. And because you'll never get to see Adam Cole get super no, kicked he's
2: super by kick. Sean Michael. He's going to super kick Sean Michael.
1: <laughs> oh, you know how those, because this is a
2: house show, right? Yeah. That's a house show.
1: You know how those work. Come on, man. He's you know going to
2: super kick. He's going to super
1: kick. He's, he's going to whiff. Super kick. He's going to whiff. No. And then he's going to get nailed. How about this? How much do you want Not to bet? How
2: about this? I like this idea. They super kick each other at the same time. And then the universe implodes. Yeah. No, I like it.
1: Dude, you got go to go to You got to see Kenny Omega. You got to go to NXT. You got to go see Kenny Omega. Uh, Next up, Patrick Spark.
3: So, a lot of people throughout the history of wrestling have had long hair. Two of those people that come to mind for me are Triple H and The Undertaker, both of which no longer have that long hair. So, I want you to debate which haircut was more shocking. Larson, you got The Undertaker. Steve, you got Triple H. Have fun.
1: Thanks, Patrick. Thank you. That's, this is maybe my favorite question we've ever got. You get to go first. Uh, well, you get the easy one. It's, tri- it's Triple H. It's not. It's Undertaker. It is Undertaker. Oh, why. Because they had a
2: musical stinger when he... At WrestleMania 28, he took his hood off. Yes. And there was like a... Yes. And he <laughs> had no hair. And no one knew it was happening. Yeah. And it was shocking because no There's one knew. A,
1: there was a literal gasp. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it was like... I had like a point...
2: Yeah. It was It weird. was Undertaker. It's Undertaker.
1: When Triple H did it, it was just like, oh. He just showed up one
2: day with no hair. Was yeah. it? There wasn't any to-do about it. It was like, you sell out. That's what it was. It was like,
1: oh, look at him in his fancy suit. What a yeah. sell out. Yeah.
2: And it, I, I think Undertaker, it, it, his his haircut is all the more shocking because he immediately went back to having long hair.
1: Yeah, it was weird. That was
2: like the only time we saw him with short hair.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It so it's Undertaker. It That's It's right Undertaker. Way.
2: There's no debate there. It's great.
1: Uh, our final question comes to us from Daryl Takahashi, the cat. Uh, let's see what he has to say.
3: What's good, Stephen Larson? Many friendos out there. It's the cat, Daryl Takahashi. My question for match Chat this week is, besides CM Punk's infamous pipe bomb promo, what would you say is CM Punk's best WWE promo? Thanks, boys.
2: Thank you, Daryl Takahashi. <laughs> oh,
3: crap. I forgot to
1: research this. Why don't you go ahead and... Talk I'll, go. You know what? No, I'll, when you said this... I realized I cannot have a better answer. What is the best
2: non-pipe-bomb shoot from CM Punk ever? Uh, his entire appearance on the Colt podcast. That's correct.
1: Right. That is absolutely Four correct. hours
2: of him ripping the WWE. Yep. It was entertaining.
1: Yeah. It was informative. It was shocking. It was so shocking <laughs> it landed him and Colt into deep, deep
2: legal yeah, waters. Yeah, they were embroiled in a lawsuit with uh, Chris Amon, I believe is his name. Um, CM Punk is, is insists that it's... He's being bankrolled by the WWE. Nonetheless, Punk went into great detail about yeah. his last days in WWE, um, the reasons for his departure, um, a lot of dirt mm-hmm. on Triple H, on Vince, on the workings of the business, how he had to uh, at times like go to Vince and say, "Hey, this payout's not enough. Give me more money. I think I need more money." I mean, he was the champion at the time. I think he's some of these stories he was relating, and yet he didn't think he was getting the payout he deserved. It's great. It's fascinating, shocking, informative. It's everything. It's a captivating four hours of podcasting. Um, It's probably the best work he's ever done. Yeah. No, I'll agree. Especially, it's definitely the best work he's done post WWE career.
1: Yeah, for sure. No, that's, uh, I'll definitely agree with that. Uh, thank you, everybody, for your questions and your support on the Patreon. Again, if you want to participate in the show, have your video question right You on know there. you're going to try
2: to come up with something like his his, his promo when he broke up with Paul Heyman? That
0: was good.
1: Uh, I barely remember, I remember that. that. I'd have to go back and look on YouTube, be honest with you. Yeah. I'd, have, I'd need a refresher. Yeah. sorry. That answer is perfect. That was good because it's funny and true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, Maybe I'll go back and watch some CM Punk. Games. Yeah, Reminisce. Yeah, yeah Reminisce. Have from. a, a, a I CM Punk. so much. I gathered that last week. He was so good. Oh, he was pretty good. He's, he's the coolest. The co- I don't know where you get from. He's cool. I saw him again. I want to sleeve up, man. I want to sleeve a tattoo. Yeah, do
2: that. So next year you could be CM Punk for Halloween. There you go. But yeah. you need to get a Pepsi tattoo and Cobra Commander. No. No. It's no package deal. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I do. Not. You're not
1: the boss of me. She's the boss of me. What do you say, Sasha? Yeah. See, no. no she said that, so, no. She... Anyways, Especially that's the it Pepsi from... logo. That's it for Matt Chat. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, talk to you
3: guys later. Bye. Let me get some chairs.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find